the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? This is Don Suave back for the first time with another one for y'all. So make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Broadcaster of the Seven Cities. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast, So Disrespectful Brand. Now, before I start the show, I always like to start with a quote for my listeners. The quote is this Live a life without limits, all things are possible. To those who believe. Alright, week two's in the books and we had a lot of great games. The Chiefs and the Chargers. The Chiefs won by three points, 27 to 24. We also had the Jets beating the Browns 31-30. We had the incredible comeback from the Dolphins to beat the Ravens 42-38. We even had surprising wins as well. You know, Jacksonville beat the Colts. You know, this supposed to be a Colts. Their year, you know, with Matt Ryan, and, and they had a good defense, but Jacksonville made them have no points, 24-0. Tampa beat New Orleans, 20-10. The surprising New York football Giants has beaten the Carolina Panthers. The Giants is 2-0. Next, we had the New England Patriots beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, 17-14. We had the defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams, beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-27. We had the 49ers with the return of Jimmy G due to the trailer's injury beat the Seahawks 27-7. And in a nail-biter as the Cowboys beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20-17. And Russell Wilson get his first win as a Denver Broncos quarterback as they beat the Houston Texans 16-9. Now the funny game was the next was the Cardinals and the Raiders. The Raiders was winning 23-7, and you saw fans popping bottles in the audience. Well, I bet they want to get that juice back because Carolina came back and beat the Raiders 29-23. Aaron Rodgers and the Chicago Bears. Well, you heard what Aaron Rodgers said before, he owned the Bears. And it kind of still shows that they beat the Bears 27-10. And the Bills and the Titans, two teams that you think will probably see each other in the playoffs, Two possibly powerhouse teams of AFC. Well, Buffalo kind of put that to bed as they literally cooked the Tennessee Titans 41 to 7. And on Monday, bright lights, Minnesota Vikings with their quarterback Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you all probably know how this one goes. The Eagles beat the Minnesota Vikings 24 to 7. Now that we got the scores out the way, let's talk about some surprising wins and losses. How about we start with the Miami Dolphins versus the Baltimore Ravens. Now, in the game, the Ravens, they was running on them, doing things left and right. Lamar Jackson was just throwing, running, having his time with the Miami Dolphins. But 
The Dolphins rallied back to beat the Baltimore Ravens after being down 35-14. Starting in the fourth quarter, Ravens must have said or did something to the Dolphins. And the worries of Michael Jordan, the Dolphins took that personal and scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. At the end of the game, Tua Taragolo passed for 469 yards and six touchdowns. The new receiving duo of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both combined for 361 yards, proving that this combination can be dangerous for teams playing against the Dolphins. The final score, Dolphins win 42-38. Next surprising win was the Jets versus the Browns. Former MVP Joe Flacco torched the skies of Cleveland, going for 300 yards on 26 out of 44 passes with four touchdowns. Headed to the fourth quarter, the Jets was down 17-14 when the Cleveland Browns scored two touchdowns with the second touchdown being towards the end of the game. Now you would think, game over, get ready for the third week, but the Jets didn't back down. Flacco threw a deep pass to Corey Davis with 66 yards and a touchdown. With an onside kick as a must, the kicking team recovered it. Yes, you heard me. They recovered it. After a few plays and a penalty, Flacco throws a late touchdown to take the lead and eventually win the game. How about another surprising game? The Tennessee Titans versus the Buffalo Bills. For a team that many people thought was going to make noise in the NFL, which is the Tennessee Titans, they made noise, but not the noise many thought they were going to make. This past Monday, the Buffalo Bills ordered a well-done Titans for dinner, because that's what the fans got. The Bills was playing with their food, and the show putting up 41 points on the team, who featured a monster at the running back position, Derrick Henry, who ran for 25 yards on 13 carries. Ryan Tannehill throwing for 117 yards and two picks. So, will this answer the question of which team is the best in the AFC? and possibly the NFL, where the Bills have entered the chat. And when we come back, are we jumping the guns on certain players? You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. This summer, explore preservation parks in a completely different way. As you hit the trails with your booklet, let your imagination and sense of adventure take over. Be on the lookout for signs and hidden letter boxes in eight different parks throughout the park district and at four parks in the city of Delaware. Explore our oceanography theme woven throughout the booklet and learn how our local water resources are all connected, all while getting to know your local parks. Pick up your booklet at any Delaware County Library, Deerhaven Park, or register online. Welcome back to So Disrespectful. This is your host, Don Suave. Now, the next thing I want to go ahead and talk about is the basically, are we jumping the gun on players? You know, a lot of things can happen in a new NFL season, whether it be a player with a new team, a player with a new coach. Just a lot of things can happen. Maybe you got switched to a position. Maybe the philosophy changed. Anything of that nature. But a lot of times, we'll jump on players either from past accomplishments, past things that they may have done in college, or just 
just just their who they are in their place of employment. So the first person we're going to talk about, he's a very famous person. I mean, you can hear him almost all the time. You, you caught on Undisputed because Skip Bayless is going to break him up every single day. You would think he's LeBron James, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, you know. Yes, we're going to go that way. That They'll talk about the same things almost every single day. But this time, I am actually going to speak about Baker Mayfield. Now, in two games, Baker Mayfield has thrown for 380 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And already critics has written off. Listen to what Shannon Sharp had to say about Baker Mayfield. Baker, a letter grade yesterday's performance. Failure to launch. Mm. Flunk. Mm. Horrible. Mm. Baker Mayfield. Now, here's a guy that was 14 or 29. Is that good? Ha completing in the NFL, he completed less than half of his passes. Let me see what it ooh, ooh, Skip, he stuck it up. This is who he is. But Skip Bayless want to tell y'all, but he won a playoff game. Let me, get, let, me get, let me give you a couple of guys that's won playoff games. Mm. Case Keenum won a playoff game. Brock Osweiler, who's calling football now, won a playoff game. Blake Bortles won two playoff games. Mm -hmm. And you hyping that up. Is Blake Bortles any good? Mm. Was Brock Osweiler any good? Yeah, but Cleveland hadn't won a playoff game since 1994. No, 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 but I ask you this, is Sam Darnold that good, or do people think he's just better than Baker Mayfield? Let's take, a, let's take a look last year, for instances. Sam Darnold only played 12 games, so we will compare 12 games. Sam Darnold's record is, was 4-8, while Baker's record is, was 6-6. Six six. Sam's TD to interception is 9-13, while Baker's was 14-7. Sam has beaten maybe one quality team in the Saints, while Baker has beaten two with a possible three, like we play in spades, right? With the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Vikings. So once again, why do people want Sam Darnold back? Give it time, at least five to six games before people start to give up on Baker. Now, since we're talking about Baker Mayfield, there's another player that people is jumping the gun on early, and it's only been week two. Russell Wilson. Sometimes we got to know who really has power, whether it's the quarterback or the head coach. Many people thought when Russell Wilson was with in Seattle during that Super Bowl, and which they should have won, that play that basically dismantled the team, and they never returned to glory. After that, fans put that on Pete Carroll, but mostly put, on, on, put the blame on Russell Wilson. Now granted, the pass itself was completely recognizable. But the question many have asked is, why didn't Russell change the play? Well, the answer possibly to that is, Russell may not have the power that many people thought he did. It may be evident even with the Broncos as well. Listen to one of the NFL writers, Ryan Wilson, has to say. But my goodness, what is going on? We saw all the late game mismanagement a week ago. At the end of the first half, uh, they had first and goal at the one, missed it on three straight opportunities, had fourth and goal from the one, trailing six to three. 
And Nathaniel Hackett kicks a field goal. You have Russ Wilson. You have Javante Williams. What are you doing? You are playing the Houston Texans. Uh, before that, by the way, you had to call a timeout to avoid a delay game. They had two delay game penalties all last season. They've had three so far through two games this year. That is my big takeaway. I think Russ will eventually be okay. Hopefully they'll get Judy and Sertan back uh, to help on both sides of the ball there. But I, the, the coaching needs to be better, and that's just the truth. And hopefully Nathaniel Hackett can get together because this new ownership, which didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett, is probably watching very closely. And like, like they like to see a little bit more out of their coach as well. The fans were booing at home, not necessarily Russ, but they were making their voice and their displeasure as well. So something has to change on that front. But again, just like the previous game we talked about, it's good to do this while getting a win mm -hmm. and then figuring it out during the week. Listen, we all know who Russell Wilson is. We got a new coach, management, it just everything is happening in a new season. But let's be honest, to the fans, you have a Super Bowl MVP quarterback, a two-time Super Bowl appearance quarterback, one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. Time is not a word fans want to hear, but reality of it, it is what it is. Now every quarterback is Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. So all in all, the most important thing, well, it should be winning. And so far, the Denver Broncos are 1-1. One and one. So we'll see what happens later on down the line. If Coach can get better, if the people can relax on Russell Wilson, and see exactly what he does with a new team after being with the Seattle Seahawks base his whole entire career. When we come back, we're going to do some bold predictions and we three picks. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Hey, look, I know you're worried about your commute. I found a shorter route. The difference between an agent and a realtor is real. Less traffic, too. Neighborhood expertise beyond the listing. That's who we are. Yeah, man, I told you I got you. He tells it like it is. If you don't like it, oh well. Soon. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back, welcome back. As week three approaches, we got some important and big games coming early in this NFL season. This is my bold prediction right here. Packers, Tampa Bay, Rodgers versus Brady, which is considered for many the game of the week. Now here's my bold prediction for this game. Even though Brady's without Mike Evans because Mike Evans got suspended, I still believe Tom Brady is going to light up the Packers going for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns. My second bowl prediction is Buffalo at Miami, and this is going to be a tested game for Tua. He'll be playing who possibly may be the best team in the AFC, and some may argue the best in the NFL. But will Tua have an answer for the Bills with his new receiving duo? Here's my bowl prediction. Tua will have a repeat performance. But not the same stacks, but still light up the bills. We were talking 300 plus yards and four touchdowns with Tyreek Hill having another 100 yard game with two touchdowns. 
Now, let's do a rundown of the week three schedule and my picks. Pittsburgh is going to beat Cleveland. I'll pick Chicago over Houston. Kansas City over Indianapolis. Miami beats Buffalo. Detroit beats Minnesota. Baltimore beats New England. Cincinnati beats the Jets. The Philadelphia Eagles beats the Commanders. Carolina beats New Orleans. Chargers beats the Jaguars. The Rams beats the Cardinals. Seattle beat Atlanta. Of course, Tampa beats Green Bay. San Francisco beats Denver. And this one, it may be shocking for some, but I still say the Giants are going to beat Dallas. Now, coming up after this break, we're going to have Washington Commander news on this Take Command program. Stay here on So Disrespectful Radio. Welcome back to the show. Now, this portion of the show is called Commander News. So, we're going to talk Washington Commanders throughout the last portion of the show. Now, this past week, the Commanders played against the Detroit Lions. That game is literally the definition of two games and one game. Y'all already know. The first half, the Lions came out swinging. They came out just gunning. Washington literally looked like a peewee team going against a real NFL team. Then halftime came. And when halftime came, I don't know what they said in the locker room. Washington played, came back, but still, it was too late. Now, the reason I bring that up is because, again, Washington still has issues on consistency. Digital Underground had a song called Same Song. It went all around the world, same song. But sadly, that seemed to be the theme for Washington Commanders in these first two weeks. After, of course, a roller coaster of a ride in the offseason, it seemed like the possibility of a change may have been coming to Washington with a quarterback that at one time was an MVP candidate, a majority healthy defense, and a new weapon to accommodate Terry McLaurin. But after two weeks in the 2022 season, it seems as if 2021 went from 17 games to 19 games because some of the same problems are still occurring. In the power rankings, Washington has gone from 20 to 26. And the biggest reason, defense. Washington has allowed an NFL high of four plays of 40 yards or more in the first two games. This is ridiculous. We know the defense has injuries with Chase Young and Cam Curl, but you still have other three guys on the, on the line. 
You have Kendall Fuller, Cole Holcomb, William Jackson III, etc. And yet, guys are missing assignments, and the defense seems to be elementary. But it doesn't all fall on the players. Coaching is still an issue. So that's what brings us to another question. Does the team take the game serious? I know. This may be a controversial question, but hear me out. Let's say on NFL week, start Monday, you have film. Tuesday, practice. Wednesday, practice. Thursday, film. Friday, film and practice. Saturday, a final walkthrough. And Sunday, game time. Sound like an eventful read, right? Well, even though that could be your week, do the players believe in the coach's philosophy? Are the coaches looking at how to better the team or still stuck in their ways? Do management look at the team and wonder how they can be better or worry about the revenue the team can bring? Do the players go to the gym and work out to be a better athlete or a lot of season to get in shape? See, there's more questions that can be asked because on paper, Washington may have holes, but in some places, it looks as they can be explosives in other areas, like the receiving core and defensive line. So you, so ask the question, what's the problem? Every team has some type of weakness, but that's when coaching comes into play. Washington linebackers seem to be an issue, and defensive backs be missing assignments. So if you know that part is an issue, hide it. So other teams won't notice or otherwise a generic team can look at film and pick off the defense with no issues. Unless that quarterback is completely garbage, any NFL quarterback who has time can make throws because eventually the defensive backs will get tired and the receiver will get open. So that's when you need to blitz more so the quarterback can have less than three seconds to decide and then mix it up. But looking at Washington, the defensive coordinator, Jack Dario, must think he has the 2008 Giants line with Michael Strahan and company and use it only four down linemen while you have linebackers that move side to sideline, giving quarterbacks time to decide. Offensively, Washington has a trio at the receiving core that can light teams up. We already know about Scary Terry. The rookie Jahan Dawson is looking like a threat, and now a healthy Curtis Samuel. Washington got their version of the money crew that was in Pittsburgh. A healthy Logan Thomas has come as a decent tight end and already has a mind of a quarterback from his time in Virginia Tech. Now running backs with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKessick is still a work in progress because they're not really pure running backs, more like catching backs. But after the incident with Brian Robinson, Washington had to adjust, and thankfully he's okay and set to return to football, which is what the team needs because he's a true running back. Now at the head of the team is Carson Wentz, who is tied for the most passing yards. Passing touch, excuse me. Second in passing yards. He has four interceptions. Now with those numbers, Washington sh should be a powerhouse on offense. And that brings up another loaded question. Identity Christ. What are the commander's identity? One of the biggest things in life is to know self. Many people struggle with their identity until they finally understand and have knowledge of themselves. What makes them tick? What pleases them? What they need to work on? What they can achieve? 
knowing their limitations, knowing their potential. Unfortunately, Washington has yet to answer that. In 2020, they were powered by their defense. So they were a defensive team with an offensive slow and steady. You know, Alex Smith missed the check down Republic. A little later, that defense started to slow down. Then the offense became simplistic with Heineke. Now in 2022, questions are all around. You don't know if you're going getting aired out passing team. A West Coast offense, you know, with players doing slants and all these type of while the while the running back doing coming out from the backfield, like basically how Bill Walsh did in the 80s, how the Rams did with Marshall Falk and them and them company. A team still ran by the defense. You don't know. And because of that, the fans is in, a, is in an unpredictable state, which causes an up-and-down reaction. Listen to what our former cornerback, Fred Smooth, had to say about Washington's game against Detroit. Give me this like, listen, I don't know. I don't know what you know you take from it and what, what, what goes on. I've heard of starting slow before. We've seen yeah. teams start slow before. This was beyond slow. Uh, you're talking about safeties. You're talking about turning the ball over. You're talking about things that don't usually happen in a game, and that's why I say I was so shocked that we were only down 22. And I can say this. Coach did go in in the second half, I mean at halftime. You could tell that they went in, they changed some stuff up, they came back out, and at least made the game competitive and gave themselves a chance to, to win this game. But I don't want to be one of those people and say, let me look at the good side. We got to really talk about the, the good, the bad, and the ugly with this game. Well, let's be honest. That, the environment in Detroit is a very loud environment. Do not get that twisted. Those fans come out, those fans cheer. And now, like I said, the fighting Dan Campbell's gave them something to cheer about. Like you said, Said, getting behind the chains, not being able to get in third down, can't establish the run. We didn't get Terry involved, didn't get Johan involved. So how are you going to move the ball? Like they, they just – I know the first, what, 10 to 15 plays are scripted. Sometimes you got to say, you know what, we got to get off the script. All right, we got we to gotta find out a way to move this football, get on the edges because we couldn't establish any run. And like I said, it came down to physicality. They came out and they punched us in the mouth. All right, just like Mike Tyson say, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth and that's what happened today we got punched in the mouth did you hear what he said fred smooth broke it down perfectly the lions came out swinging and all washington was the sparring partner instead of the competitor like smooth said if you had a game plan and after the first 10 snaps and it's not working you gotta reinvent and evolve to fight back it's like boxing you go in the corner the corner tells you what to do, how to switch it up to come back at the fighter. Well, Washington did try that in the second half, but it still wasn't enough. Now, we will see this upcoming Sunday against a red-hot Eagles team led by Jalen Hurts. And they look for real. Many are thinking they're going to win a division and do damage to the playoffs. So, this game right here, you know, Washington can make a good game and prove something to themselves, to the fans, and actually stand up. But as far as for the pick, um, you heard earlier, I did pick the Eagles. Now, for the score-wise, I picked the Eagles winning 31-17. We'll wrap it up right after this break. You're listening to So Disrespectful Brand Radio. My favorite drink is a peppermint mocha. This is my favorite drink because it reminds me of the holidays. 
my favorite part of the job is interacting with customers. What makes Starbucks special is that we get to caffeinate people every single day and make them happy and get them ready for their days. it for the show thank everybody who listened make sure to subscribe to this youtube channel broadcast of the seven cities like share subscribe and comment as well also subscribe to the podcast show so disrespectful brand as well so until next time stay blessed stay good stay lifted peace <laughs>